born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. So then, God says, this new birth is not under the law. This one is under grace. This one was born because of the love of God. This one has the Holy Spirit. This one is totally different from this one. This one can fail. This one can't fail. This one produces the works of the flesh. This one produces the works of the, of the fruit of the Spirit. So there are two different ones. Now, where does this old sinful nature live? Inside of this body of mine. Where does this new birth live? Inside of this body of mine. So now I'm the one. I'm only one person. I've been born twice. I don't have five different minds and all that. I am one person with an old man who lives inside of this body that wants to control the body. And I have a new birth that lives inside of the body. Now here's the problem. They both fight for the control of this one body. I don't have two bodies. I've only got one body. But within me, I have these two births. Now, this one wants the control of the body, and this one wants control of the body. But God says, I am to reckon this guy dead. I'm to count him as though he died, he was buried, and he has no control over this body. I'm supposed to let this new birth have total control of this body of mine. Now, when you begin to see it and understand, this one here, because he doesn't sin, he can only produce the fruit of righteousness. This one over here does not. This one produces the iniquity, the sins of the flesh. Now, if you will, go back there to Romans in chapter 6. And look now in verse 11, verse 11, Romans chapter 6. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Or look up here. I am to reckon that I am dead from this old birth and alive to the new one. Therefore, because I died and was buried and came back again from the dead, I'm to walk in newness of life. Not the life of the flesh, but the life that was given to me by God. You see, this one over here, God makes it very simple. 
when he puts it there in verse 23. We often use verse 23 to the lost man. But believe it or not, I believe that in context, verse 23 is a reference to the Christian. And letting us know that the works of the flesh are wages that are earned, and the wages of sin is death. That's why he had to die. But when you trusted Christ as your Savior, you received the free gift of eternal life. And this eternal life, God says, I want you to now live as though you have eternal life. This one over here is different. This one is not under the law, but this one can fulfill the righteousness of the law. See, is it still wrong to lie? Is it still wrong to steal? Is it still wrong to murder? Is it still wrong to commit adultery? God never did away with the law. When Christ came into the world, he did not come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law. Even Christ was made of a woman under the law. And he fulfilled the law. So you and I are living in this world, and you and I are still supposed to bring forth the righteousness of the law. Look there in chapter 7, and look there in verse 18. In verse 18, uh, the apostle Paul kind of gives us a picture of the struggle that we have in our Christian life. He says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform? There's the problem. How do I perform that which is good? You kind of find in a way, how, how do I supposed to perform? I'm supposed to keep the righteousness of the law. Now, I have within me the flesh, the spirit. And I am supposed to make a decision. And remember, I'm the one that's been born twice. I can either let the flesh control my life and use my body, or I can let the new birth have control of my life, my body. So which one is going to win? The one that I decide. I can choose now to walk in the flesh or the spirit. But how do I get victory and perform because I desire to do the things that are right, but every time I want to do what's right, I want to do wrong because of your nature. You have a dual nature within you. You see, God, when you trusted Christ your Savior, he never did away with the sinful nature. He didn't give me my new body yet. I have lived longer after I've trusted the Lord than I did before I trusted the Lord. So I still got the body. I still got this old sinful desire that lives in. When am I going to get rid of this guy? When I lose the body. Because he lives in the body, in the flesh. Now when God saved your soul, he washed it white as snow. But he didn't do a thing with your flesh. But one day I'll get the new body. And he'll be happy as a lark. He won't have to put up with this guy anymore. But until then, see, he is the a child of the Spirit, and God wants him to grow and to become mature. That's why he says here in Romans in chapter 8, and look in verse 14, where it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, or the maturing sons of God. See, you're a child of God when you're born into God's family, but when you 
allow the Holy Spirit to control your life. You are a growing, maturing son of God. And that's how you get to be a mature son of God. From a child of God to a man of God, it's the word of God that lies in between. Because he is to desire the sincere milk of the word that he could what? Grow thereby. That's how we grow and become spiritually strong. Now, so the flesh can't do anything right and the spirit can't do anything wrong. So there's this battle that goes back and forth. Now look what he says there in verse uh, 19 of chapter 7. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. See, even though you trusted Christ as Savior, you still have this old sinful nature living within you, but you and I are supposed to live as though he don't exist, like he's dead. He's been crucified. That's why the Bible says in the book of Galatians in chapter 2, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, how do I get out of this? Look there in verse 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. All right, look up here. When I want to do right, he is present with me. How can I get rid of it? How can I have victory if both of them are always fighting for the control of this body? Well, this is what he said in verse 22. For I delight in the law of God after the, and here's those Key little words. Inward man. This is the inward man. This is the new man. This is the one that's born of God. The child of God. When you trusted Christ as your Savior, you had a new birth. Well, a new birth should produce a, a new child. Child of God. Now, he says here in verse 23, But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind. Now, this is talking about the mind of the new man. And then he says, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So I still have this old sinful nature in my flesh, in my body. So I have this conflict going on. So what is the, the answer? Well, look what he says. In verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Or look up here. This body is going to die. I have a sinful nature living within this body. Yet I'm supposed to use this body to perform the righteousness of God. So I believe that as you serve the Lord and look to the Lord, I believe it's God's will that we still love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, body, soul, and strength. But in the flesh, we couldn't do that. Love not the things of the world. Thou shalt not covet. The new birth will always perfectly obey the righteous demands of the law. The law can never condemn a child of God. But in the flesh, we're still capable of committing all the works of the flesh. And that's why a Christian has a choice. And God says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So I am capable of sowing to the flesh, but I'm going to reap the consequences. And if I sow to the Spirit, I will reap the fruit of righteousness. So i got a choice here. And look what he says in verse 25. Verse 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind of the new man, 
I will uh, serve the law of God. Now notice that, the law of God. And then he says in the last part of verse 25, but with the flesh, the flesh serves the law of sin. So with my mind, the new mind. So I need to become stronger mentally by studying the word of God so that I'll know how to live. So that I can distinguish between right and wrong. So I can get better in my discerning. That's why in the book of Hebrews in chapter 5 it talks about discerning right from wrong. Right from wrong is not right and wrong because you've made up your own mind. And you don't see anything wrong with it. It's always based upon what the word of God says. Not upon what we think or what we say. Now, go back to the book of Romans chapter 6. Therefore, he says there in verse 12, Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body. See, in my body, mortal body means it's subject to death. This old body is going to die. And in this old body, I have an old sinful nature. But I'm not supposed to let him reign. Now, he lives there, but he doesn't have to have control. And sometimes if you let him, give him an inch and he'll take a mile. You may show mercy upon him, but he'll never show mercy upon you. And he will live for only one purpose, to totally control your thoughts, your whole body, ruin your whole life. And get what he says in verse 13, neither, get this, this is a choice that you and I have. Neither yield ye your members, this is your body, as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as though that are alive from where? You're supposed to live like you have died and come back from the dead. That's the new birth. You see, when the Bible tells about, you know, you must be born again. You can't be born until you die. So the new birth can never take place until the first birth has died. That's why when you believe that Christ died on the cross and paid for your sins, when you believe that, his death is put to your account. And so in God's eyes, you died. You're free from the law. The law can't touch a dead man. God sees you now not in the old man. God sees you in the new man. This is the spirit and this is the flesh. But as a child of God, see, I've got these two births, these two natures. And sometimes the Christian will walk after the flesh. And because he walks after the flesh, he's going to perform the works of the flesh. And you'll see Christians living like a lost man. And you'll see Christians doing all kinds of bad things. And yet you'll hear people say, well, you know, if you're really saved, you're not going to want to go out here and do all those bad things. That isn't true. You most certainly will. And you do. Are you trying to tell me that since you've been saved, you haven't had a bad thought ever since? Let me talk to your wife. You haven't had no desire to do anything wrong? Yes, you have. Because, you see, he still lives within you, in your flesh, in your body. When you got saved, did you get a new body at that time? No, you still got the old body. If you were ugly before you got saved, and you look in the mirror, you still are ugly. Ain't that right? right? But the new birth is perfect. doesn't do anything wrong. Remember that, Daddy. don't never do anything wrong. And so, as you go down through here, look what he says down in verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion 
over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. This one is under grace. This one was born because of grace. He, see, I didn't do anything to deserve to be free. None of my good works helped. It was only because of what Christ did. So I was saved by grace. This new birth is a product of grace. And that was because of God's love for me. So I'm to let God's love for me motivate me to serve the Lord. This is why Paul made the statement, for the love of Christ constraineth or motivates me. So this one is under love. And all the law is fulfilled in what? One word. What's that word? Love. So Christians serve God because they love him for what he did for them. We love him because he first loved us. It was his love that did this for us. See, under law, it's due. And under grace, it's done. It's done. And though now, this one here, this new birth, can fulfill the righteousness of the law. And the law can't condemn perfection. Now, the law can still condemn people who walk in the flesh. That's why if you walk in the flesh, it's still sin, it's still wrong, and still a payment to be made. And God's going to whoop the tar of you and maybe take you home before your time. But the penalty will never be death and hell. That's so important to understand. So you look there in verse 15. What then shall we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? No. God forbid means no. And look in verse 16. Now this is an important verse. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. Now here's the choice. Whether of sin unto death, the old nature, the old man, or obedience unto righteousness, the new man. So I, Yankee Arnold, I have a choice. I can walk after the flesh. And if I walk after the flesh and serve the flesh, that's what I'm going to get. But if I, as a child of God, walk after the Spirit, then I'm going to get the fruits of righteousness. And God will be happy. I'll be happy. Everybody's happy. So look what he says. Now, in this verse 18, being then, get this, made free, free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Now, this, believe it or not, is what God wants us to do. We often quote Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And most time we forget verse 10. Because Ephesians 2, 8, 9 was not written to the lost man. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 was written to the saved man. And for by his righteousness, by his works, we are created in Christ Jesus. Because God hath before ordained that we should walk in good works. So are we supposed to walk in good works? Yeah, the works of righteousness. See, God wants the fruits of righteousness in our life, and we haven't performed. So God made it possible where you can. But he had to get you free from the condemnation of the law and free from the power of the old sinful nature so that you can perform and live the way God wants you to live. I get what he says here. In verse 19, he says, I speak after the manner of men because of infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members' servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even as now yield your members' servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. In other words, you couldn't perform the righteousness because of your sinful nature. Well, what God says I've done is I've given you a new birth, 
And then in chapter 8, he says, now here's the power. So one in chapter 6 tells us what we're supposed to do. And in chapter 7, uh, the problems we're going to have trying to perform. And then chapter 8, the power to make it happen. So it's all laid out and it's all in order. And the book of Romans is a book on justification. How to be justified by faith and faith alone in Christ alone. And God does it. So look what he says there in verse 21. See, we're talking about the fruit in a Christian's life. After you're saved, shall we continue in sin? No. God wants you to perform the fruits of righteousness. Produce something. This is what God's after. And you'll see that when we get into chapter 7. But in verse 21, what fruit had you then in those things whereof you're now ashamed? For the end of those things is death, because it was the flesh. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit, 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 unto holiness and the end everlasting life. And the reason is this, because in verse 23, the wages of sin is death. Over here, the old sinful nature. You earn the right to die. Why does a man have to die? He earned the right to die. You see, death is receiving what you've earned the right. The wages that means you earned it. You earned the right to die. But the fruit of God is talking about eternal life. This new birth is a result of you trusting Christ as your Savior. He gives you eternal life. And the life that he wants us to now live is the fruit from having this eternal life. So how long will this child of God have eternal life? It is eternal life that God has given to us. So God wants us as his children to walk as though we have been raised from the dead. See there in verse 5, excuse me, verse 4 of chapter 6. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should, 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 should walk in what? Newness of life. What kind of life? Eternal life. You see, the gift of God is eternal life. You could not do anything to deliver yourself from this big problem that we have. We could not find a way to get out from under the condemnation of the law because it was worldwide. The greatest law that's ever been given and everybody's condemned because all men have sinned. And because we are born with a so sinful nature, how can you get rid of your sinful nature? Only when you die. Well, do you want to die today just to get rid of it? I didn't think so. So whenever you trust Christ as your Savior, God says, it is dead. You got a new birth. Now I have a choice. I can walk in newness of life because I'm now a child of God. And not only that, God also gave to me the Holy Spirit. And where does the Holy Spirit live? In my body. My body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. Why do I have the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is in me to raise Him. See, I can't raise Him without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit living within me is the one that takes the Word of God and feeds my new birth. That's why the Bible talks about being strong and mighty in spirit. And a lot of Christians are not very strong in the Lord. But you study the Word of God, and you pray like you're supposed to, and you do the things you're supposed to do, and you can become strong in the Lord. Look up here. This hand represents you and me. 
though a wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. God loves us. Now, he hates our sin, but he loves us. He loves you. And so because we have all sinned, that means we're all condemned. And we're all in the same boat. Everybody in the world. Nobody's going to heaven because they live better than you. Nobody's going to hell because they live worse than you. You see, the Bible says we have all sinned and we're all condemned. The whole world guilty. And to go to heaven, we have to get rid of the sin. And none of us are perfect. We cannot save ourselves. We need to be born again. Born without a sinful nature where we won't produce this. So the Bible says Jesus Christ, who was God's son, came into the world because he loves us. Hates our sin because our sin separates us from him. So Christ, Christ took the sin of all the world, paid for it on the cross, came back from the dead. And he says, whosoever believeth, receives it, accepts it, are born of God. You get to go to heaven because of what Christ did on the cross for you. You didn't earn it. You didn't work for it. You don't buy it. It's the gift of God. And yet to be born into God's family is something that can happen to anybody that hears the gospel and believes it. That's why it's so simple to be saved. Otherwise, some children couldn't understand it. But children can understand a free gift. They can understand that. It's older folks that have a harder problem believing that it can't be free. It just can't be that way. That's too easy. It's got to be more complicated. I've got to do something. And God says, not one work. By grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We all get to heaven because we all trust Christ as our Savior, or you don't get there at all. There is no other way. There's no option B. I pray that you have accepted Christ as your Savior and that you have been born from above. Let's pray, shall we? With every head bowed and every eye closed and no one looking around, I pray that each one of you here have trusted Christ as Savior. But just in case, just in case, you may be here and you say, Preacher, I've never heard that before. I've never really understood. But I want to go to heaven when I die. And I realize that I can't recall any time that I've ever really trusted the Lord as my Savior. I've heard about it, but I just never did. So, friend, why not right now in the quietness of this moment just talk to, to the Lord? He knows your thoughts. You can't make a mistake this way. Only the true and living God knows who you are, what you've done, what you're going to do. And He's the one that loves you. I'm just trying to get you to trust the Lord, not me, not this church. But with head bowed and eyes closed. You say, preacher, that made sense to me, and I'm going to trust Christ as my Savior this morning, right now. And friend, if you'll make that decision, I'd like to know, and I'd like to have prayer for you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to have you stand up or come forward, but I'm going to ask you if you'll just slip your hand up very quickly, put it right back down. And by that, that means, yes, I will trust Christ as my Savior, and I'd like for you to pray for me. Is there anyone at all? Just slip it up very quickly, put it right back down. God bless you, buddy. You can put it down. Anyone else? So yes, that made sense to me. I want to know that I'm going to heaven and I will accept Christ this morning as my Savior. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yes, God bless you. Anyone else? Wait just a moment. It'd be a shame to walk out of this room and never trust Christ as your Savior to realize the awful consequences of not believing on Christ. 
Anyone else? Our Father, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us. We're thankful for the word that you've given us, and even though sometimes it seems a little bit on the difficult side to, to teach or to explain, I pray that you'll take these feeble efforts and help the people here to, to be able to apply that which they can understand, and that they'll walk according to your word in the light of it. We ask your blessings upon the service to follow. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Have you ever heard that faith without works is dead? Or have you ever read James chapter 2? Does your faith produce good works? Some teach that if you don't serve the Lord, you're not saved. Is that true or false? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book. Or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me